In the wide, wide world of sports, is it going on here? Five, four, three, two, one. But when you look at Kelvin Benjamin, guys, he's 6'5", he's 245 pounds. He's probably a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. It's not the Dallas Cowboys, but it's a start. You love this. And then, whoop, and then, whoop. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Now stay tuned for six hours of exciting football action. There's Schreiner across midfield. It's divisional weekend. It is podcast number three. Adam and I are going to break it down for you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, boys and girls. Hit it. They call him the Galloping Gazelle. His habitat, the frozen tundra of Soldier Field. For six seasons and two Pro Bowls, he grazed on the tasty green turf of the end zone. Until one fateful Sunday in November, when the gazelle was stopped in his tracks by a big cat named Wade Krzyzewski. Want to come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. I'm exhausted. Straight off the couch. That's right. It's straight off the couch. It's January 16th, 2024. Podcast number three. Divisional playoff football. Let me bring in my partner, the ever affluent and effervescent Adam Weidel up in up in Canada there, eh? So how's she hey. going? How's she going there, yeah, hey? Oh, it's cold, eh? Uh, but ah. I bet you saw that in Buffalo this weekend. You know, Buffalo between Buffalo and Kansas City, I'm surprised anything got done. Uh, it's amazing that... Yeah, anything got done. Uh, the, the the fish going to the frozen tundra on Saturday, and then uh, the game in Buffalo being postponed due to snow. I am so mad uh, I didn't get to watch the Dolphins Niners. I am just so mad about that still. It would have been a fun one to watch. Two um, temperate teams that are, uh, you know, gonna meet but whatever the 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 dolphins obviously have some fixing to do and we'll get into that in this episode so let's we're gonna review what happened last week and let's start with the browns texans um right off the bat i think cj stroud's the real deal oh 100 percent we uh we totally called that game wrong (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) um you know the, the the four and the five seed uh could go either way. We kind of went with the dark horse team because Flacco was balling out. Um, unfortunately, his Achilles heel threw two picks, one for a pick six, and the other one actually converted to points anyway. So, yeah, he just didn't look sharp. The Browns' offense didn't produce very well for them. The running game had a couple of flashes, but nothing major. But Stroud could do no wrong. Um, their defense, obviously pick six another interception um when they got back on offense stroud led that team and got them points and we turn out with a 45 to 14 score texans over the browns and 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 the the houston since they're they came on as a you know expansion team they've always had a really stout defense they've sure they've gone up and down every team does from year to year but they just that defense is a thing man they're coming on for a team that 
has kind of like mediocre stats. Um, I think they were in the bottom third of the entire league, except for passing. Passing, they were number seven. But everything else, they were like bottom third of the league for stats. Offense, defense, rushing. But passing, number seven. Well, and as we both know, as they progress, they're going to they're gonna need a ground game, and they better figure one out really quick here. Um, so are, do you think we're done with all the Flacco love? Uh, so I think, I think it's done. I honestly do think it's done. Um, you know, the, the Flacco Mageddon or whatever we want to call it, um, the Flack apocalypse, um, <laughs> it's, I think it's done. I think he did his job. I think he, a, a guy that came in straight off the couch for five regular season games and then, did a playoff game for them. Um, five starting QBs for the Browns that year. And their big money guy spent the entire time on the bench pretty much for the season. I think he played like three or four games. I, I know I talked about it last week. I'm going to bring it up again this week. The Browns offensive coordinator, considering he worked with five different starting QBs and they were they were competitive in every game. They weren't blown out once. That offensive coordinator deserves some sort of award. I think that the entire Browns corching. Uh, See, you can't talk again today. The, the, the entire great, yeah, the corchers. Yeah, the entire Browns coaching staff has done a phenomenal job with what they had to work with. I don't think there's any coaching problems on that team. They have personnel problems, absolutely. And it was like, was I seeing things? But did Deshaun Watson smile when they got that go-ahead touchdown? It kind of looked like it, but he's again, like, ah, you're not going anywhere without me. But, ha, ha, ha. but, but, but then again, on the sidelines, who knows what was going on around him? Maybe, maybe one of the fans were yelled something that he got a kick out of it. You just, I, I, I tend to give guys the benefit of the doubt. Cause that was one of my problems with, with the beloved. They're always showing Jay Cutler on the sidelines and somebody's going, he doesn't look like he's engaged. No, he just, it's Cutler. He doesn't give a fuck anyway. <laughs> ah, who knows? Somebody may have thrown out a good masseuse joke or something. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't give that a lot of, a lot of, a lot of gravity. <laughs> so do, do you think, cause we both know Deshaun played for the Texans. Do you think they called and gloated to, to Cleveland? You think they were like, yeah, well, you want to know why we made that trade now? Huh? Huh? I think uh, they they did it on the field. I think they did it. They just left it out there, and they nobody said anything. But behind closed doors, they're like, hey, "It was a good thing we got rid of that dude." <laughs> and they and they scored huge because they they got a rookie coach, a uh, rookie QB who's definitely going to be looks like he's going to be around for a long time. Like he's playing lights out. Um, oh, yeah. They've got oh, some. Yeah. They've got. They've got some rookies on defense that are playing really well. It's a. It's definitely a young team. They've got some veterans there as well, but um, they also have all the picks from that Deshaun deal. So they have other things going into this year's draft where they can bolster that defense a little more. Yeah, their offense is looking good. Yeah, it, they didn't. That was a. The Houston's were really shrewd all the way around with that drafting, man. Because they, 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 they and then they traded for a couple other teams, and they really did really well. So, um, how did your props turn out for that for the the Browns Texan games? How did your prop bets come up? All right, so let's look at our props from last week. So the announcers mentioned Flacco's age, thirty eight, thirty nine, is 
because he's, I believe he turns 39 today. And I think today's Flacco's birthday. Happy birthday, Joe. Um, I had that at three and a half. Uh, we were over that number of him mentioning the announcers, mentioning his age. Um, by the third minute of the second quarter, <laughs> and I stopped counting after that. We well, hit yeah, the over almost hit, immediately. You hit the over, you're good. Um, the second prop we had was uh, the mention that he's straight off the couch. He's the Browns' fourth starter this season. I had that at four and a half. Uh, remarkably, nobody said anything. So that was definitely an under. Uh, the mention that C.J. Stroud has turned the franchise around, which you and I both thought would be like an easy one, like, oh, someone's going to say it at least a couple times. Right, right. That's, that's, uh, that's broadcaster candy bowl. I had two and a half times. Uh, it definitely went for the under because nobody said it. So a couple busts on that, if uh, it, unless you had the under on them. Uh, but definitely the over on Flacco's age. So that was that game. So that brings us to Chiefs-Dolphins. I Like I said, Full disclosure, I was not able to watch it because I wasn't giving NBC Universal my five ninety five a month. Um, so, but the highlights, you watched the game. What was going on with Mahomes and the helmet? So the helmet situation was very unique. Um, unfortunately, it was one of those games where it's a primetime game, and a lot of the a lot of our listeners will probably understand this situation. When the game's not that exciting, you tend to kind of like gap out and start like looking at your phone or like other things are going on around you. And you kind of focus on that because the game's just not all that interesting. You're not really 100% You're not focused. engaged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not engaged. Um, but luckily during that portion where Mahomes broke his helmet, it was a huge drive. So it got exciting again. And Mahomes did a little run thing charged down the field for a first down, put his helmet down just by the goal line. A Miami defender came up, helmet-to-helmet situation. I don't know whose fault it is. It certainly looked like Mahomes put his helmet down, uh, broke the helmet, piece went flying. It was phenomenal to see live. I was just like, did his helmet just break? And then the announcers jumped all over it because they got 27 different camera angles, and they show the slow-mo of the piece flying off his helmet. But nobody says anything, and he continues to play the next play with a broken helmet. Now, I did see Terry McCauley, former NFL official Terry McCauley, thought at the time the official should have stepped in, they should have been charged a timeout, and he should have been right away, as soon as the piece went flying, stop play, get him a new helmet, get him, get him fixed up. And that didn't happen, right? There was like two plays before they did it? So I want to say at least one play happened after the helmet breakage. It could have been two plays. I'm thinking what happened from my recollection, because I haven't watched any of the replays or anything. It's just from my live perspective. They did get one more playoff. And then on the second play, when they were set, the refs came over and said, whoa, 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 Patrick, Patrick, your helmet's broken. And he's like, he kind of looked at them like, what are you talking about? See, so he had no idea. See, and that's 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 kind of the direct polar opposite of what happened with the Bills because Josh had to come out for one play because they thought he looked a little wobbly just getting up off the field. So, so the, the, they're, they're, the not, that, they're not consistent with this stuff, which, you know. The, the thing that bothers me is that there is somebody upstairs reviewing every play and they're mm-hmm. saying, hey, that guy took a hit in the head, regardless if he's wobbly or not. 
he needs to be evaluated for, you know, concussion. Not just upstairs. It's a playoff game. New York is watching that, too. Somebody in the league office was watching, too. They yeah, but they have, a, they have a dedicated yep. person for player safety yep. that makes those calls and tells the refs, yep. hey, that guy took a hit in the head. And things that we don't even see, like big plays where there's just like, you know, it's a it's 11-on-11 11 11 just mashup trying to get one yard. And they somehow pick out like two guys that butted heads and they're just like, okay, these two guys are off for the next play because they have to be evaluated. But nothing like that. So I, I really have questions when it comes to the league on like what their standards actually are. And if they do give leeway for certain players or certain teams, because if that was anybody else, in my opinion, and we do have to say, in my opinion, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> we need a disclaimer at the beginning yeah, of the show. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, if that was anybody else, they'd have to sit out a play to at least be evaluated in the blue tent or for an equipment change. Well, the independent or a timeout would have to be taken, but they just stopped the clock. Yeah, yeah. And they said, they said, Patrick, we'll stop the clock for you. Go get your other helmet on. And he struggled with that other helmet because the padding wasn't right. It didn't fit the same. Uh huh. Uh huh. But the, the independent neurological professional, as soon as that piece goes flying off the helmet, he should have stepped up and says, wait a minute, we need to check this out. Because that's the whole point of those helmets is they break so the bones in your head don't. Apparently, it was just all blamed on the cold. It was so cold out that Patrick's helmet broke. Mm. Okay. So yeah. I have a whole other thing on this, and I don't want to get it. I don't want to make this too lengthy and too ranty. Right, right. right. Uh, but um, if that's the same helmet that he uses every week, um, what is the structural integrity like every week? Like, does anybody check the stress level of this helmet? I happen to maybe, know a Maybe it was cracked this. before. It had a hairline fracture on it, and I, that just added to it. I happen to know a little bit about this because I happen to know a guy who was the NFL Riddell, Riddell helmet sales representative. Those helmets get checked after every game. Every player turns those helmets back into Riddell after every week. And Rydell runs tests on them to make sure that they're structurally sound and to see how they can improve the design. That's interesting. So after every week, those helmets, they don't use the same helmet every week. They get a new helmet every week. Game, game day, they get a new helmet. And then the other ones are recycled back to Riddell. And in some cases, like, you know, Super Bowl helmets, stuff like that, big game helmets. They do get sent back to the teams, but the teams have to request which helmets they want back. So the player can sign it and they can auction it off to charity. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I, like, I'm not exactly sure what the helmet rules are because I know there was a controversy over having multiple helmets per season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the different, like, let's, let's go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for example. If they went with a throwback, the creamsicle uh -huh. uniform, they couldn't have that. Right. Uh, because they're only allowed one helmet per season. They changed that rule. So I was automatically thinking like, oh, this is the, the one helmet they're allowed to have. Not only that, the guys with the microphones, quarterbacks and middle linebackers ever call the defense because they, they've got the, the earpieces as well. The green sticker guys. Yeah, those guys are supposed to have a backup helmet in case of equipment failure, not helmet-wise, but like electronics-wise. So Patrick well, should have had that second helmet it might not fit as comfortable as the first one, but he should have had that pre-fitted ready to go in case the radio failed. 
I don't know. Something was really fishy there. Like if it, if that's a if that's a protocol thing where you have a radio, especially as a quarterback, wouldn't you want to make sure that your backup helmet fits just as nice as your primary in yeah. case something happens? Absolutely, because you don't want to miss Matt Nagy and your but it, telling you it, it, radios. It was like, dude, they just it was like they went to Walmart and got him a helmet and a comm setup, and the padding didn't work, and they yeah. the comms weren't right, and it just. They struggled with it, and on the next defensive play, you could see them struggling with it, and they, they actually pulled the face mask off the original helmet and slapped it on the, see, um, that's one the, of the backup helmet. That's one of the things I know because of my, my, my buddy that works at Rydell. When they, when they first started coming out with these concussion sturdy helmets, because at one point in time it was like one size fits all. You all get the same helmet. We might change the face guard, but the helmets were all the same. Now you're seeing guys with different helmet designs and different looks and that's a lot of that goes back to the player's preference. I like this feel. I like this feel. You might you notice a lot of centers in the league and offensive linemen, their helmets have these huge protrusions in the front for extra padding, to help yes. to help minimize and mitigate the the concussion stuff. Um, but at, once they started doing that with the fancy helmets, if you took the face mask off of half those helmets now, you could fend, you could bolt, fold the earpieces in and they would touch each other. The face guard is an integral part of the construction of those helmets for for structural integrity. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, you could tell because they're they're plastic. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> they're, and not, they're not like they used to be. <laughs> and and the pad the padding inside is is all you know. There's some are some have gel, some have foam, some are inflatable. So it, uh, that's that's all been going on for a long time since the whole concussion thing started. They keep trying to improve. Helmets, because you know that's the league claiming that hey, no, we we fixed your we fixed your helmet. You're not going to get a concussion, which we all know is bullshit. Um, so let's let's let's. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? And you want to, or do you want to put a pen in Mahomes' head? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we could talk forever about um, helmets and concussions and all those sorts of things. I really just it comes down to player safety. Uh, if we're going to talk about player safety. It needs to be consistent across the board, and the referees need to be to be doing a better job than what they are. Everybody was just, oh, his helmet's broken. Very lackadaisical, huh? Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't an urgency at all, and uh, th- that really bothered me. Like everybody could see that Mahomes was taking a snap with a broken helmet. Well, and it was just like, what are like. I'm sitting there going, is this allowed? Like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> anybody anybody but Mahomes, I wonder how that would have gone. Because he's, he's obviously the league sweetheart. The Chiefs are the league sweetheart team. Had, yeah, and don't hate us because we're we're calling out the facts here, guys. Yeah, that's just, it's, it's obvious. I mean, you can tell when, when pregame when they're talking, Mahomes, Mahomes. This happened with Favre. It happened with Rodgers. It happened with Brady. You know, the league finds somebody they like, and they tend to talk about them a lot, which is fine. That's the whole point of the, to get people to watch the game. I'm cool with that, but it does make it does raise questions when you see things like this. You go, well, I wonder if that had been C.J. Stroud, if the same thing would have happened, or your boy Justin. Oh, we'll get to that in the Bills. I have a yeah. All right. Um. So we can we can put a pin in the helmet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you, do you, do you think? Was the cold part of Miami's problem, or were they just not prepared for this game? You know, so I've just seen Miami kind of fall off in the last 
uh, three three to four weeks of the regular season. A they did squeeze out a couple wins, but they didn't look like that dynamic, awesome Miami explosive team that they were supposed to be. A lot of teams did, not just not just Miami. Uh, Phil- yeah. Philadelphia did it. Dallas did it. A lot of teams, once they got to a certain point, they started struggling. And uh, like we, we saw with the Bills, the Bills were a six and six team and they came back to be the number two seed in the AFC East champions. They fired their offensive coordinator. The guy starts playing calls a little different and they had their back up against the wall pretty much since week 13. Yeah, and now and now look at them, but we'll we'll get into that as well. But I think uh, I don't think it was just the cold that uh, was the problem with Miami. I think it was just coming. They just weren't um, ready, you think, or were they? They just... fourteen starters. Um, they got a couple back. They had fourteen starters that were not starting. They got a couple back on Saturday. Uh, I think they got three back, so they're still down eleven starters from their original roster. Um, the injuries are just adding up. Um, Tua looked frozen too. Like Tua did not look like well, he knew what was going on. Yeah, he's Samoan. He grew up in the in the in the islands, man. And he what he played Florida, if I remember right. Yes. So. Or no, Alabama. 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 Yeah. So yeah, cold is not something he's really got a lot of experience with, and probably a very low comfort level with. I mean, Alabama probably played in Michigan, but you're only outside for three hours. You know? <laughs> Uh, while I do believe that the cold was a factor for both teams, I don't think it was the nail in the coffin for Miami. Um, that game, I did call the Chiefs for the under. Uh, it was 44.5 points. Um, Chiefs did win, and it was under. They went unders, because I, I know I take I usually take overs. Um, at the end of the game, I did see there was a, a minor, I don't want to call it a controversy, but it was a kerfuffle. Um, after the game, Tua and, and Mahomes are in the middle of the field. They're hugging it out. You know, hug it out, bitches. And uh, I appreciate you, dog. You did a good job. And then Tua leans in. He goes, hey, man, can we trade jerseys? And oh, Pat- they, had a, they had the mic over top of them. Yeah, and, and, and Patrick says, no, I promised it to somebody else, but I'll send you one. Oh, that's that's like a that's like a diss. It um, it, it, it kind of is, and and unless he promised it to somebody on his his direct team, which I'm sure the teammate would have gone, no, give it to Tua. But that's just me. Um, I mean, he they can get one from him at any time, though. Like they're they're in the same facility every day. Right, uh, like right. unless it was Tyreek, Tyreek maybe maybe because you have a history with him, right? Yeah, if Tyreek, I understand it, but who else would you promise it to anyway? I mean. So that, uh, I mean, so I'm a believer. So it's like, and and the media probably hypes this up for the fans a little too much. But if a quarterback goes to another quarterback at the end of the game and says, "Hey, want to do a jersey swap?" I think it should be automatic. Like, yeah, man, I respect you. You like, you're not exactly playing each other. You're just on. But 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 you just said, "I really appreciate you, dog." Okay, put yeah. your money where your mouth is. Let's trade jerseys. Yeah, let's trade his jerseys. <laughs> no. Sorry, I promised it to somebody else. So, uh, what were the props in this one? Oh yeah, um, props. Um, oh yeah, the Taylor Swift prop. Uh, the 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 Taylor Swift uh, camera pan. Uh, how many times will we see Taylor Swift? I think you had it at like eight and a half. Eight and a half. Uh, we hit the over. It was twelve. <laughs> Not surprised. I'm not surprised. Uh, Chiefs receivers drop passes. I had that. 
I, I figured this was modest because they were going to clean up their game and it was going to be a big run game because of the temperatures that right. we knew were coming. Right. Uh, three and a half, and it was over. They dropped four passes. Well, I'm sure the temperature had a little bit to do with it. Was that, was that the only props we had for that game? Nope. The last one I threw in a total number of challenge flags. I had it two and a half, and we actually had two challenge flags. So oh. it was under. Oh, it took the under on yeah. the challenge flag. Uh, yeah, Andy Reid and um, <clears throat> what the hell's his name? Yoga Pants? Oh, yeah, Mike. Mike, <laughs> Mike McDaniels. Yeah, McDaniels. Sorry. Uh, they both threw one each. Um, one thing I do want to touch on in this game, it was like not a lot of people got to see it. You alluded to that earlier. Uh, it was on Peacock. Um, I'm not sure how this affects a lot of people. Um I wasn't sure how it was going to affect me. Apparently I got the game because of the licensing and everything. And we talked about that in the last episode. Um, so I got to see the game. Thankfully, um, there was a lot of complaints, uh, during the game that I saw on, on X and other social media platforms that, uh, people couldn't connect to Peacock or there was, uh, glitchy pixelated, stuff going on and Here, here's a little inside baseball for the boys and girls adam i work for an internet service provider during the day so i know a little bit about streaming quality and how this works they added how many last minute subscriptions it was like it was in the tens of millions if i remember right well um it's funny you have you asked that because i have the stats they have 20 they got 23 million views of that 20, game 23 million, unique unique views 23 million unique views boys and girls so nbc has one of the better streaming platforms nbc i watch everything i do is streaming i don't have any over the air broadcast or any cable at all everything is streamed um nbc football when i watch it on on sunday nights is a solid platform but all of those things, all of them go through a server or two before they get to your internet service provider who distributes it to you. NBC was not prepared for that kind of load on their servers. It just, it just wasn't. Yeah, there was not enough supply and too much demand. Correct, correct. And that causes issues. Um, a lot of times what you can do, though, here's a, here's, a, here's a pro tip from Uncle Terry. You can go to the NFL app and log in with your NBC Peacock information and view it through the NFL servers, and those are a lot less used. And that, oh, the NFL Plus app? Uh -huh. Like, you use it right through the app, eh? Yep. That's and, great. And it's not just NBC. works for Fox, CBS, NBC, ESPN. Yeah, it does, doesn't work for us Canucks. <laughs> yeah, but um, ESPN actually has a standalone app. And if, if the NFL's – I've actually done the third tier on sometimes then with ESPN stuff. Where I don't like, you know, ESPN through Sling is not working real good. Well, so I go to the NFL app. That's not working real well. So I go to the ESPN app, and it's working just fine. So there's always a backdoor, boys and girls, to check to make sure you can try and get a better service. So Or not better service, but better performance. And so keep that in mind. It's never a one-source option when you're streaming. And uh, so the next day, NBC has another game, and they brag <laughs> about... Uh, Peacock being the most streamed live event ever, with 23 million viewers. They bought. They bought. And, they they bought themselves news. That pisses and, that pisses me off. They wrote a really big check with a lot of zeros on it to the they NFL. Spent all, they, they gave they gave the NFL 110 million dollars to stream a playoff game, 
and they sold a whole bunch of subscriptions at five ninety nine. And if everybody bought their subscription that day to watch the NFL, works out to about one hundred thirty seven point seven million dollars. So Peacock, NBC, Universal uh, made. $27.7 million off that night. That's just off the subscription fee. That's not counting advertising. Oh, yeah. There's advertising as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because they don't get uh, advertising free. It's like right through, like it's a regular NBC game, right? right so they have right. to see all the commercials as well. Right, right. So there is advertising revenue as well. So, yeah. So, but yeah, that's... I happen to know a little bit about this too. When you go to sell a product, you, okay, you... I'm NBC and I want you to your 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 Coors beer. So I go to you about buying advertisement time for me. The first thing Coors beer asks me as NBC is, what's the age demographic I'm I'm you're dealing to? What's their age? What's their sex? And how many people are going to be watching this? And that's how they base advertisement sales on. Yep. So yeah, they got not just the 117 million dollars. They also got the. Uh, the advertisement revenue as well. I'm sure everybody's heard enough about this and then we're beating it to death. Um, I, and I we're probably I, losing I listeners I, at this point I, talking I, about I, statistics. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it. I think it was a, it was a, cra- a shitty thing to do for the playoffs. I I'm mean, sure it's going to happen again. Re- regular season, I'm fine with it, regular season. I really am because I watch Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. But playoff games, they should be broadcast over the air so everybody can enjoy it. That's just my, pro- my personal feelings. Okay, Rhonda, Cowboys, Packers at Cowboys. Oh my god. So this game, I was I was a little shocked when I saw the line last week when we, we were talking. 49 and a half was the point spread over under. Um, they changed it to 51 and a half. Just before game time? Just before game time. So I don't know what tweaked the extra two points. No, it was it was just it's just Vegas money is what does that. Yeah, but something happened, like a player checked in as playing, eligible, whatever. Right. You know, somebody that wasn't on the, the roster, they they changed something. They knew something was going to happen that was going to add an extra two points to that game, so they adjust their numbers. We had, both of us had Cowboys over, I believe. Packers come in and smack the shit out of them boys oh yeah like, they, were, they, were, they were like they were like pimps looking for their payout you know they went in a, like, a pimp bitch went, you owe me money yeah smack <laughs> where's my money <laughs> bitch better have my money because that's what it looked like i mean and jordan love is it was his, it's his fourth year in the league now he spent three years on the bench behind behind rogers who spent three years on the bench behind Favre. I hate to say this. Do the Packers have finally figured out how to make this work? I think they have a proven formula. I'm not going to lie. I God, always I feel like the that. Pack is the only team in the league that doesn't go through a complete rebuild process. They don't. They, they don't always think. stay relevant, and they're the only, also the only team in the league that isn't owned by um like one dude. No, they're 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 own. You can actually a couple of friends of mine have ownership certificates. You can own a piece of the. Pack you can own a piece of it. They're like yeah. a they're like a stock. They're a publicly traded entity. Yes. Yeah. Um. Is is do you think it's a time for for Dallas to make wholesale changes or because they can't seem to get past the playoffs and that's that's Jerry Johnson wants to be past the playoffs. So their last playoff win was last year, um, versus Tampa Bay. 
they 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 smacked the shit out of Tampa Bay. Right. Uh, coincidentally, uh, Tom Brady's last game as a Buccaneer, he retired after that. Right. Um, they went on to the next round and failed miserably. Um, I don't know what to make of the Cowboys. I don't know if it's a coaching situation. I don't know if it's a talent situation. This is a team that had won like six, 15 or 16 in a row at home. They were, they were undefeated this year at home. Undefeated. They're, yeah, they're undefeated this year at home, but last year they were pretty much undefeated yeah, like, like, as well. It was like 7 I think and lost. 1. I think it was so, seven to one. They lost like one game to I think the Lions at the very beginning of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they they they, they won fifteen or sixteen in a row at home. Like they were basically indestructible at home. And then the pack comes in, and it was like twenty seven to like three or something by the half. It was ridiculous. Oh yeah, or twenty twenty seven to seven because they got that last second touchdown by Ferguson. Right, right. But no, Green Bay just came in. And they started beating them and kept beating them, man. It was it was brutal. And I did not see that coming when I when I saw the coin flip and the, the pack won and they chose to take the ball. I was just like, oh, they got a plan. Like they've got a serious plan. Like everybody defers. Uh, yeah, because yeah. they want the ball in the second half. Yeah, no, not but not, not the they just didn't want that number one offense at home coming out and making the first strike because they knew. That soon as the Cowboys get a lead, they're hard to beat. Well, and the Cowboys' defense usually plays man. For some reason, they were playing a lot more zone, and and Love was finding people wide open in the middle of that zone all night long. I'm telling you, soon as they scored those first points, game plan was over for Dallas. Yeah, they didn't they didn't know what to do. Their defense looked completely confused all the time their yeah. offense could not get anything going and and green, um, green bay's running yeah. back is because i see him twice a year i can tell you he's he's a he's a he's a force he can change the course of a game all by himself and when he wasn't running over dallas when they decided okay we got to put eight man in the box jordan was dropping back and hitting his tight end and wide receivers wide open so it was it was Hats off to Lafleur, and again, I hate to say this, it was a well-coached, well-prepared team. I know this is a this is a cringe-worthy moment for you to say hats off, but uh, Packers forty-eight, Cowboys thirty-two, final score, and a lot of that was junk time at the end, though. Yeah, it was garbage time football. The Packers were just like, oh, we'll give them all the soft spots. We don't really don't care. Um, there's no way that they can come back and beat us. And they just let them score some like garbage points. Well, it, it was so funny. that they could keep their guys healthy for the next round. <laughs> it was funny because they rotate in the backup, and then Dallas scores two, and they were like, "Wait a minute, get Love back out there." <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh, "Let's make it competitive again." Um, but yeah, is it time for a makeover in Dallas? Uh, probably. Uh, I don't know what the problem is there. Um, there's a lot of. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of. There's cowboy a lot of pride and a lot of cowboy ego that I think really gets into this scenario. I don't think there's a lot of people and I'm not I'm not throwing out accusations, but judging by their fans, I do not think there's a lot of people in that organization that can say objectively these guys are good. Cowboys coaching staff Higher ups are just like we're going to beat these guys a hundred percent. How about them cowboys? Like that's the mentality. Oh, and 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 
Mike McCarthy, one of the knocks when he was in Green Bay coaching up Aaron Rodgers, was he couldn't put together a playoff run and he couldn't finish in tight situations. Um, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? Now, hey, Jimmy? We, you and I... Yeah, I was just getting there, man. You and I were watching that game, not together. We're not... Adams in, in in Canada and I'm down near Chicago, so it's you know. But we text back and forth. We both had the same reaction. That halftime show with Jimmy Johnson, giving his halftime speech to his cowboy players. Oh, the Ring of Honor thing, yeah. I I fucking hated that, and here's why. From my for my reportage, I want, I want balanced. I want unbiased. I want fair reporting. If Jimmy would have come in there and said. My Cowboys. Oh, we're talking. To... We're talking about the 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 Fox broadcast, the, the Fox... halftime show the, with uh, Strahan yeah. and Gronk and the guys. Yeah, yeah. If and he'd, Bradshaw. If, if he'd come out at halftime and said, "Look, here's what I see," and give me some analysis, I wouldn't have had a problem. But he came out and became a fucking cheerleader. I've got a problem. Oh yeah. Now. Coaching in the locker room, like right broadcasting live on the halftime report, and I was, I was totally turned off by that. I I believe. If I'm turning it, tuning into a broadcast and I have no horse in the race, I need unbiased opinions. And I get that these guys all have affiliations with previous teams and they have their love for their, their team. And that's allowed. That's cool. Terry and I both have love for our own teams that we followed for years. I, but if we you, if you look remember, at this. If you remember this last week, I podcast talk- is an experiment that we look at yeah. objectively. And we're not just like. God damn it, Cowboys, get out there and kick their fucking ass. Like, that's what Jimmy Johnson was doing. If you remember right, last week I, I talked about how much I hate the Packers. And we're talking it, about the Packers right now. And 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 how many times have I said hats off to him, good this, good that? You're evolving. No, no, no. I'm, I, I've always <laughs> – one of the things I try and pride myself in, Adam, is being intellectually honest. I might not like it, but I try really hard. Yeah, you have to separate your feelings from facts. Yeah, you do. And and Jimmy Johnson didn't do that. And then the fact that the other members on that crew stood around cheering him on, somebody should have stepped up and says, okay, cute, but what what's going on with the game? The entire halftime broadcast was him ranting about his halftime speech. And I don't. I don't think they had anything on the teleprompter for the other guys as soon as Jimmy went off. And as I told you, like, I love Gronk. I love him to death. He's oh, yeah. like yeah. New England royalty, but I like he literally just learned to read last week. So he's he's, he's not he, he it, eventually he'll be. <laughs> Sorry, that guy. Gronk. I love you, buddy. Eventually he'll be that guy, but he's not the guy to step up and tell a Hall of Fame coach. He was the only guy in that broadcast that was actually saying anything. Yeah. Um, t- yeah. Terry Bradshaw has lost like he he lost a wheel somewhere. He could not complete a sentence Brad, or a thought. Bradshaw has become Bob Hope. How about that Brooke Shield? Didn't she oil? I mean, that was <laughs> Bradshaw was like, yeah, and 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 the quarterback, and that was a good play there. I mean. <laughs> Come on, it's 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 we that's the whole Fox thing needs a workover. Um, it does it does need a workover. I agree with you, hundred percent. Jimmy Johnson should go just because of that 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 fiasco. I think I think Jimmy and Terry Bradshaw should both take a long walk in a pasture somewhere together. And I and I know people. Love and I'm sorry to say, like anybody that's a fan of these guys, like they did their due diligence. They they played, you know in the league, coached in the league, whatever it may be. 
they've they've put their stamp on the NFL. Um, but there's a time where you just have to let it go. If you can't do the job, it's time to walk away. And Bradshaw, even when he's doing the highlights, which is part of his, part of his deal, he can't finish the highlights package. How many times have we seen Gronk or, or, or Strahan or somebody step in to finish the highlights for him? Cause he starts going and then, 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 uh, and then, you know, Gronk has to step in and finish the highlights package. A great example of this was on the weekend where they were talking about, he was talking about Jordan Love, and I was waiting to see where it was going, and he switched to the defense almost immediately because he lost his train of thought, and he was talking about the Packers' defense. How about that Jordan Love? And he well, I got to tell you, the defense is something. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, oh, it was surreal. Like, I couldn't follow it, and I thought maybe I was having a stroke. But it just turns out that Terry Bradshaw is just, he's hes lost a wheel somewhere. He's, so. he's, he's, he's turned into Bob Hope. How about that, Edna Ward? Anyway, Fox, do better. Do better. Do better. Nah, prop bets. What were the prop bets for this game? Um, So there was only two on this one. Um, How dimension, about that, Edna Ward? <laughs> <laughs> to Jordan Love as the next Favre or Rogers, I had set at three and a half. And there was only two mentions. So you got the under on that one. A little surprised. And I was a little shocked too. I thought it would go for about five. So, but then, but then uh-oh. again, that's their number one broadcast team. Kevin and 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 uh, former Bear what, tight end Greg Olson, Kevin and Greg, they are some of the better announcers out there. They are very critical of both teams. Yeah, they don't tend to dwell on the same yeah. thing over and yeah. over. Um, so the other one was, of course, Dak yells, "Here we go!" Now, now, did you catch at the very end of the game? Where Love was trolling him. I didn't. I didn't catch that at yeah. all. Yeah, the the last two or three plays that that Jordan Love is out there, he's going, "All right, here we go." He was trolling him on the field. Oh my God! I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like I can I can replay the game, so I'm gonna go to the, the what's like the 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 last the, end. the last three or last, four plays. Yeah. Yeah, three or four plays. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. Before they start, I'll go, I'll go check that out. Before, I did not catch yeah, that. Yeah, before they started taking a knee, when they when he came back in after the, the he took his yeah. his half a quarter off, whatever it was, the last four or five full on plays they were playing, he's like, "Okay, here we go." I mean, he was he was just taunting him on the field at that point. I was yeah. pretty much checked out by the end of the game because, yeah, here we go. Was uh, I put for twenty three and a half, and you said that was super low, and you were taking the over. And good for you because at the three-minute mark in the first half, so three minutes <laughs> left in the half, we hit the over. And thank the Lord for that because I was sick of counting. He was doing it two, three times in one play. He'd change the play and he'd be like, kill, kill. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, he was. I'm like, he That's was just twice and one down. He was just trying to get a, a, a beat on the on the defense, but they weren't. Uh, they so weren't, they so weren't yeah, we like three minutes left in the first half, and we were at the over. And I'm I'm so glad that we don't have to hear that anymore. Sorry, Cowboys fans, don't hate us, but I mean, last, last little news blurb I saw today, he mentioned there was in a press conference. Somebody asked him about Mike McCarthy. He goes, if Mike goes, I should go too. I don't know if he says he wants. I don't know if that meant he wanted to go with Mike. Or he was just taking responsibility for the failure. I think it was more taking responsibility for the failure. Um, which brings us to the the next game, which was Rams at Lions. And uh, most exciting game of the week, in my opinion. Great game. Kept me engaged. Great game. And Matthew Stafford hit the helmet pretty hard on the ground. They made him go out for a play. 
Oh yeah, he definitely saw Tweety Bird on that one. Yeah, and they made they made him go out, but you know Patrick breaks his and just here, just take another helmet. You know. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know what? We're not even going to make you call a timeout. The the refs will stop the clock for you, Patrick. Anyway, uh, this game was a fifty two and a half line when we broadcasted last week at game time. It went up four points to fifty six and a half. We both had Lions over. Um, Lions did win it. But uh, total points was 47, so under, regardless of which line we took. And, and, and this was, uh, the, was it the first time ever in NFL history where two teams had traded quarterbacks and they faced each other in the playoffs? That was kind of cool. And I think in, in, this is one of those weird cases where the trade worked well for both players. Because Jason I think Goff, the trade I think the trade worked out well for both teams. Yeah, Goff looks like he is at 100% at home in that system and with that coaching staff and in that uniform and the same thing for Matthew Stafford. I mean, he won a Super Bowl. So God bless both of them. I'm happy for both. Well, of them. And they said it in the broadcast, like, Hey, this guy was with us forever. And then the first year he's gone, we have to watch him get a Super Bowl, which that's what we wanted. Like these guys were angry. They were hungry. They weren't going to let Stafford. <laughs> no, no. And it was kind of cool. Cause his, the pregame, I don't know if you watched the pregame, but they were talking to Stafford's wife and, his wife told them that when they're not watching the Rams, when they're watching their dad, the kids are, which he has four daughters, the girls are watching Lions games with dad. So dad is still a fan of the yeah, Lions. They had to, they had, she had to tell him which, uh, who to cheer for. Yeah. No, we cheer for daddy this game. <laughs> which, which I thought was kind of cute, you know. And, yeah, and he's got, all those kids look like they're like two months apart. Like they're all very young girls. Like, well, I, I, his wife is some twins in there or something. His wife is very attractive. I'd be going back for seconds and thirds too. <laughs> you know, that's just me. Um, but the lions were due. They were due and, and they played a really good game. It was a really well coached game. It was like you said, the best game of the weekend, both sides of the ball. Everybody played really hard. There was not a lot of, not a lot of errant flags thrown around. Special teams were really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that game as well. Yeah, I was uh, I was engaged the entire time, uh, and the fact that it ended on a one point win and oh, the just, line the Lions could have gone down and made a made, but, but but why 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 you yeah it, it was a it was a good way for the Lions to win yeah um, absolutely and you know not disrespecting the other team by you know. When they could have taken a knee, scoring more points on the board, and absolutely, well, well done all the way around. Hats, hats off, hats off. Yep. Okay, um, what were the prop bets for that game? Okay, so uh, Chris Collinsworth says, "Now here's a guy. Um, I think he's on to me. I think it, I think no, they're no, listening. No. I, I think the whole league is listening to us, Adam, because they're they're tweaking and adjusting." <laughs> Last week, we said we we're recording the show Monday on or from Friday because we wanted to cover a little bit of Black Monday, and they didn't fire yeah. anybody. They waited till Tuesday after yeah, we recorded. Were, Tuesday, Wednesday were the big days. Yeah, yeah after so. we recorded. Now, so we, we, we mentioned we're going to record tonight. So what did they do? They moved the Bills game a day just to fuck with us. Just to fuck with us. They're, so, they're, yeah, they're so. listening. They're playing up to us, and they're afraid of us already, and it's only the third show. I can get behind that. Uh, Chris Collinsworth says, now here's a guy, and I had that for five and a half. And uh, he said it zero times. So definitely the under. I have heard him say this. I swear to you, I have heard him say it like 10 times in a night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And he said it. Nothing. I can't believe it. 
No, um, I know. I know. I was I was a little shocked too cuz you were right. He that's one of his pieces of verbal acne yeah. that pops yeah, up all I the just, time. I just uh I don't know what happened there. Anyway, uh Lions go for it on fourth down. I said three and a half times. You said that might be a little low. I was like, "Yeah, sounds about right." Uh two twice. Um the only reason we're counting the second one uh even though a snap didn't get off, they got called on a false start. Which actually wasn't a false start. But the reason why they didn't go for it on fourth down is they didn't have many fourth downs. They didn't. They didn't really have to. They didn't really have to either. Um, they weren't in a situation where they had to. Um, so that was an under. Um, the reference of the QBs traded to the opposing team. Uh, I had it at four and a half times. Uh, it was at five by the half. Yeah, so yeah. it was an over. Well, cool. So that brings us to Steelers at Bills. Um, did anybody really think the Steelers had a chance? I did. I honestly did. I, 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 I did not. I wasn't picking them, but I honestly thought that they could upset. One, one of the reasons why I didn't think so is because in the playoffs, Josh always uses his legs more. I mean, he uses them a lot during the regular I mean, season, but there's more designed quarterback runs in the playoffs, and they, they utilize them better. So this game was scheduled for 1 o'clock on Sunday. It ended up going off at 4.30 on Monday. And Bill's yes. Mafia, God bless you for going out there with your shovels and helping <laughs> dig it out. And digging out your seats 45 minutes before the game. It was the only game in Bill's history where seat numbers did not matter. It was, if you have a ticket, pick your seat. It was festival seating, huh? Yeah, festival seating. So uh, Steelers 17 at Bills 31. Uh, The line on this game last week when we met was 40 and a half. It was reduced to 36 and a half, probably due to the winter storm. Uh, I believe both of you and I had Bills over. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. It definitely was Bills and it definitely was over. So uh, what were the props on this one? So the props on this one was Josh Allen throws an interception at one and a half, and uh, he didn't throw a pick. So definitely an under there, and good for you, Josh, for playing a nice clean game. He's uh, one of those guys that just when the playoffs come, he changes. He just there's a extra gear he seems to find. I'm gonna stop picking on him every week. He uh, he's redeemed himself for at least one week. Um, the other prop I had was it snows in Orchard Park on game day. Well. <laughs> This one is interesting because technically it didn't snow in Orchard Park yesterday, but it did snow in Orchard Park on Sunday when they were supposed to play. Right, right, So, right. So you guys pick. Uh, was it over or under? You pick. I don't know. Um, but words matter. So I said on game day. So for some people, could be a technicality for others. Game day, I don't know. But game day was Sunday. Yeah, that was, that game was a, day was Sunday. It was that, an over. That, that was a rain delay, so. Yeah. Um, then uh, I had discussion of the new stadium, and uh, I had that for two and a half uh, because I figured uh, it's cold. It's I didn't hear January. It. I didn't hear it once. Not once. Not once. So that was an under. And uh, that brings us to congrats the Congrats on game. the Bills to moving on, though. Yeah, and they uh, – I'm really looking forward. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but I'm really looking forward to that game with, with the Chiefs this weekend. Bring the Steagle Bucks. Our boy Baker's growing up. 
Oh, is he ever growing up? He our played little, a good our, game. He's such a big boy now. Our little guy. Come here, little guy. No, he's such a handsome man. Come on, come on let's go get some Dairy Queen, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Baker played lights out yesterday. He had throws that weren't being caught. There, He had six drops in the first half. Um, they were on the money. He yeah. was throwing dimes. He was, he was hitting them right in the numbers, and they were just not... Mike, Mike Evans had two drops in the first quarter, and Mike very, Evans doesn't do that. I was going to say in a very Mike Evans-unlike performance, yeah. He doesn't do that. Like, Baker was on the money. Oh, and, my and God. He, he was on the sidelines being jovial and talking everybody up and high-fiving. He was fully engaged in it. Show. Oh, yeah. He was just – and had the best season of his career, believe it or not. Now, this might be a, a prop bet for the future. How many times is Troy Smith or Troy going to mention that he knew Emmett Smith? So he said it four times last night. So I only feel like it's during a game where it's like garbage time, like he, garbage time, where he doesn't expect a run game because the Bucks were not expected to run the ball at all because they're right. a very pass eccentric team. Um, I always feel like Troy brings that up when uh, a team is very heavy on the pass and not so much the run. And if 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 I were if I were his wide receiver number eighty eight, I'd, I'd I'd be on the horn going, you got a lot of love for Emmett. What about me, man? Michael, yeah. Michael should be on the horn to him going, fuck Emmett. I want my props too, man. <laughs> yeah, um, that's definitely a prop that we're probably going to have to work in if uh, things continue. Uh, so I did keep track. I did go and find out who's broadcasting at where this week too, so that we can keep track of that. We Is might that, have to add that in as an audible. Other side of the other side of the ball. Um, Kelsey retired. So yeah. is, is Philly, is it time for them to blow it up? Cause they, they, they do seem to be under the current ownership group. They do seem to be a lot more reactionary than they were in the past. So this game was Tampa at the end of it, Tampa Bay 32 Eagles nine. Uh, the line was 43 and a half and it did not change uh, come game time. Uh, Bucks under was the call. It's just under like by a point and a half. Uh, I think I went uh, over too. So I'm a little, you know, I was just, I was expecting more out of, out of, out of the Eagles. I was expecting a fight. From Philadelphia, they came out, uh, but so they played their starters. They played their starters in the final week against the Giants. But but they they just came out flat. They had no energy. There was no production coming from anywhere. They, when everybody everybody sat down at the big old Eagles Thanksgiving dinner and they said, "You know what, guys? We're ten and one. We're done. We don't need to try anymore. We don't need any more and wins they, this year." When, when they had first and goal from the one, and they wanted they tried to do the tush push to get in, and it failed. Right then and there, you're like, Eagles are done. They're they're done like dinner, man. I I saw it a different way. I saw a Bucks defense that I have not seen in a very long time. They Those looked, guys were everywhere. They looked stout. They looked. They stout. were they were like a swarm of wasps. They, they yeah. were just all over the place. There was a red jersey everywhere, and another, and sometimes three or four. And another thing that happens a lot in the early part of the season didn't happen much last night. The, the quarterback for the Eagles didn't use his legs a whole bunch. I'm not, I'm not sure what's there, going there, on with that there, team. There was one or there was one or two runs, but 
he he kept either pitching or throwing, and it just wasn't working out for him. And they because you know they do a lot of that triple option stuff, and he was not taking the ball himself. I wonder if his if his fingers are bothering him that much that he didn't feel he had could hold the ball because that can be a thing because everybody in the league now tries to do the peanut punch, you know. So he just they I, they did they look like they didn't want to be there, and the longer the game went, the more that impression came up. And Aikman said this in the broadcast a bunch of times. He's just, he called it out. He said, you know, this is a team that really doesn't look like they want to be here. He called out their body language. Yeah. They, and they, it was, it was evident. It was, I don't know what's going on in Philly. Even, There's got to be something going on. There was, there was that one, it was like, I want to say the third quarter. They were showing the sidelines and the tight end is, is getting in the quarterback's face when he's sitting on the bench. And it was, Kind of reading his lips. I know I'm I'm kind of filling in some blanks here, but it was more like we need to get the fuck up. We can't keep dragging ass like this. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know what's happening in Philly, but there's something up there. And I mean, you know, Jason Kelsey, my God, what a what a great human being and an awesome player. I mean, he's going to be first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think he could have taken any more of the brotherly shoves. I, he was on the bottom of that pile, I don't know, like 40-some-odd times this year. And that was one of the reasons why they worked is because he could get lower and get more leverage and push just enough to give give, to give, the, give, give them his, their quarterback a chance to, to take a step. And and he's like, it was what, it was 12th season, 15th season? Uh, so he entered the league 2011, yes. So 13 seasons. 13 seasons, six Pro Bowls. Playing on, on on the one of the most physically demanding positions on the field, center at a very and, high level for that long. Yeah, you, right off and, the, and, and have to be under a couple of ton forty times a year for that damn tush push that yeah, they do the brotherly yeah. shove right off into the sunset, sir. You've deserved it. You know. Yeah, I mean his body can't be good. So what were our props on this one? So I had Troy Aikman say, I don't understand because he says that a lot and I swear they're listening because he only said it once. They're afraid of us, man. They are afraid of us. They're listening to us and they know which way to go because they're listening. So this had some fun prop bets. Uh, so that was definitely an under. Um, I had the fan on the field, uh, you know, Philly coming right, to right. Tampa Bay. It, it, it was either going to happen or it didn't. Um, I looked at all social today to see if we missed it because sometimes the camera will cut away if there's a fan on the field. It did not happen. I, I was kind of hoping Kevin Hart would try and run out there and take the ball, you know, because <laughs> it's Kevin fucking Hart. That's what he does. Um, the camera shows disgruntled Eagles fans. Well, oh my God, they had. I had. Of time. I had that at five and a half because Eagles fans away always seem disgruntled. Well, and, and probably some that were born in Philly now living in Tampa because it's warmer, and they were probably getting tickets. So, yeah, there was, there but, was plenty of them. But that third and fourth quarter, the camera would just be like, disgruntled Eagles fan, disgruntled Eagles fan, disgruntled. Yeah. I'm like, we're over. Yeah, yeah, just, just in yeah, one quarter we, we were over. We, we hit the over. I stopped counting at 10. I was just like, yeah, I'm done. The, like, I think the last guy I, I counted was the guy with the, the shoulder pads the painted face and the green mohawk. Um, that was the last guy that I counted. And I was just like, yeah, we've hit the over. There's no sense counting anymore. Uh, my last prop bet on this one was Baker gets hit so bad that he looks hurt, but continues to play anyway. Um, he got hit once that looked like it could happen. Uh, but it, 
it didn't seem to affect him. Uh, right let's be honest, there. Philly didn't play defense at all during this game. Uh, so that was definitely an under. No, no, no. Don't you take this away from my man Baker, man. Baker Baker had them so fucking confused. Don't you that that wasn't Philly underperforming. That was Baker overperforming, man. Okay, okay. Well, our boy our boy's growing up. Maybe he could he's he's learned to like dodge dip dive. <laughs> yeah, dodge dip duck dodge and dive. Yeah. The five D's of dodgeball, sure. Um, so that brings us to this week's games. First one up is Texas at Ravens. This one's on ESPN. What's the line right now? Uh, 44 and a half. I'm gonna, and we I'm, get to listen to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I'm going to go over. I feel like this is going to be an over. Um, we have uh, Ravens are first in the league in rushing, obviously with Lamar's legs. Uh, and they do have a serious running back situation going on. Um, they're also sixth in offense and defense, um, but the Texans are seventh passing, and we saw how that worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, complete destruction of the Browns last week. Um, they're also middle of the road on offense and defense, twelfth uh, and fourteenth, respectively. Um, I am going to take Ravens over. I'm taking Ravens over as well, and. Um... This will be a kind of a fun game to watch because you got Jackson, who's probably going to win the MVP this year, and and Stroud, who's an up and comer. So you kind of got the old the old grizzled veteran who's still performing at an extremely high level. You got the rookie at a really high level. This will be a fun one to watch just to see how they handle all that stuff. I do have my apprehensions about this game, though. Um, we thought, you know, good old Joe coming straight off the couch was going to make it a game last week, and you know, CJ looked really good, and he does that. He does. Le- that leadership transferred over to the defense. Um, Baltimore sitting all their starters week eighteen, having a bye week. They haven't played in a while. It's going to be almost three weeks. Yeah, um, and I'm not a fan. I this I, could this could be an upset game. Likely not, but I, I, I get mean, it. I get it because you're worried about injuries. You're worried about. I, I, I get all the logic behind it. Um, I'm not a fan of that sitting them the last game of the season if you got it locked up because a lot of the playoffs, which we're seeing right now, especially with, I don't know, let's say the Buccaneers, momentum is an issue when you hit the playoffs. The Packers. Yeah, but look at momentum. Philly. They didn't sit any of their starters at week 18, yeah, and they, they're, like, they're, they're they mom- broke everybody. Yeah, but their momentum was, like you said, from Thanksgiving on, their momentum yeah. was shit. You know? the, that so wasn't I, the I, case. I don't know what the right answer is there, but I feel like the Ravens are going to be a little flat to begin with, and uh, the Texans are kind of on a high. So I'd expect a Texans lead at the end of the first half and the Ravens to come on and win this game in the end. And this game's going to be on ESPN. It's most likely the last game we'll see ESPN this season, which I'm perfectly fine with. The ESPN's got the worst sound engineer in the in the industry. I swear to God. It's uneven. It's muffled. One minute, somebody's too loud. The next minute, they're not loud enough. They, they need to do something with the sound guy, but they're, um, you know, um, it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, and and that's a, that's a quality broadcasting but just uh, they need something with the sound engineer and i hate that stupid intro of theirs. i can i can deal without espn uh unless we get boomers fastest three minutes that's the only thing i really look forward to is boomers fastest three minutes and we don't get that in the playoffs so so what's the, <laughs> what are our prop bets for this game okay so the mentions i mean you know troy's gonna 
Troy's got a dog on somebody or he's got to over accentuate some stat. So I, and then Joe, Joe isn't too far off to be honest. He, he kind of, him and him and Troy no, seem they're, to, they're, they're like, they're kind of like a beach volleyball team. They're always setting each other yeah, up for the spike. There you go. Here they you help, go. they help go. each yeah. other at the yeah. ball washing station. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we're going to see uh, or we're going to hear Rookie of the Year, uh, C.J. Stroud, three and a half times. He's going to be Rookie of the Year. Yeah, it's it, at the help each other at the ball, wa- st- ball washing station and at the golf course, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think we're going to have three and a half mentions, uh, league MVP Lamar Jackson. I think, uh, well, I don't think. I'm just throwing some out there for people that watch the game. Uh, a Ravens fan dressed up as a bird, like full-on bird. Woohoo! Uh, I've got that at point five, so it happens or it doesn't. And then I, I threw in a weird one. <laughs> but the weird ones are fun, man. Go ahead. A, a Texans fan dressed up as some sort of wrestler, either like a pro wrestler or one of those. Uh, what are those ones with the masks? The, oh, the, 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 uh, the Cuba Libre or not Cuba Libre? Yes. The, 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 the Mucha Libre, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like some form of wrestler, either a professional like WWE personality now, or would just having the belt on count? No, it has to be full on. You gotta like, have the leotard and everything. It has to be recognizable. Okay. It can't okay. be like, hey, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a wrestling belt. Now, now no. if they're dressed up as Rowdy Roddy Piper from They Live, would that count? Yeah, for sure. Okay, because yeah, but it has to be. You have to be wearing Texans garb. No, but yeah, but it, you know. Blue jeans and a flannel shirt, as long as he's got the Texans garb on that, that's, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's a, if it's a Texans flannel shirt, I mean, you win, right? But um, just something to kind of like everybody to keep their eyes open and get excited about. That brings us to the Saturday night game. That's Packers at Niners. This one's on Fox. Yeah, so this one's uh, 50 and a half is the line. We've got the number seven Packers going at the number 149ers. Another team that rested on week 18. We got uh, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson as our commentators. And I'm telling you, that's that's probably my favorite announcing team at this point in time. I like their lack of bias. It's going to be a shame when Greg gets gets relegated. Gets to booted a, for Tom. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's going to be a shame because I really like I really like Greg. Um, I'm 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 going to go Niners, but. Man, that's a hard. So the way, it's the way, fifty. The, the it's fifty Green... and a half points. Uh, Packers just came off a uh, opened a can of whoop ass on those Cowboys. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take the under. Fifty and a half. Gonna... I'm gonna take the under. Okay, uh, I'm gonna take 49ers and over because I I believe both these teams are gonna put some serious points on the board. Um, anything can happen in the playoffs. This is the first time we've ever seen a number seven seed move on. <laughs> and 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 like you said, they had the bye week, so that's something to watch. Um, the, the the Niners, though, with the exception of, of a couple of hiccups, they were a force all season long, and that's kind of good. But you kind of want to be like the Packers are, where you're peaking right now too. So this will that'll be a fun one to watch the back and forth and see. I think we're going to know by the end of the first quarter pretty much how the game's going to go. Yeah, or the first quarter could just be a feeler. Um, these guys don't play to play each other a lot. So um, 49ers are the second in offense in the league, uh, eighth defense. 
they're coming off a bye where they and they also sat a lot of their starters on week 18. I don't know how that's going to affect them. Um, but they have, they have as, a, they I, have as a I said last week, pack is is the middle in every category. And they're the, the they're, nine, they're between that 10 and 20 range on every category, and, and they the showed Niners, us what that statistic does in the playoffs. The Niners last. just have a, a much better running game than Dallas. And I think that's going to take a lot of the, the lot of that Packers defense because they weren't worn out by the Cowboys. That's for fucking sure. No, and I mean uh, it, both those games that we watched um, where you know the Cowboys that they were you know it's our year uh, Philly uh, former Super Bowl contender. They both came, those teams looked awful. They came with they came within a hair's breadth of being the Super Bowl champion. It was a three point game, you know. Yeah, and it was decided by bad officiating, yeah. in my opinion. But yeah. whatever. Um, I had some friends over, and there was probably a little too much bubbly flowing. So, um, well, like I who said, am I to judge at that point? Like I said, this one's on Fox. This is Saturday night game. What are your props? Props are um, the mention of Joe Montana because it is in San Francisco. How can you go to San Francisco without talking about Joe Montana? This might actually be a Montana Young thing because the way the Packers have gone from Favre to Rodgers. Oh, well. Okay, so uh, three and a half mentions of Montana. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Montana to Young Rodgers to Love comparison is made. That wouldn't surprise uh, me a bit. As much as Kevin and Greg do not attach themselves and repeat themselves constantly, I do believe during the entire broadcast that they're going to talk about green Bay being the youngest team in the league. Yep. Yep. Uh, the average age of like 25 years old. Cause or, we, only, we I, only hear uh, that about every 15 seconds anyway. Yeah. So four and a half times. I, I was very generous with that one. Yeah. That, that's not, that's not a bad call on your part though. Um, I also threw in some fun ones because the camera likes to pan around uh, a fan wearing a super bowl ring headpiece. Um, any Super Bowl ring headpiece, like you know those big foam yeah, rings yeah, that yeah, they yeah, wear yeah. on their heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I I've ranked that one at zero point five. So it either happens or it doesn't happen. Okay. Um, and I had to throw in a fourth on this one, a sign that has a play on words using the word love. One point five. So it's a traveling Packers fan. Something that says like all you need is love. Um, love you know, is all we need. You know, something like that. San Francisco is the city of brotherly love. So, hey, hey. well, there's there you go. Yeah. There's that too. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think some fan is going to make a sign that they're going to pan in on, especially after like uh, Love throws an awesome pass or a touchdown or something like that, and they're going to yeah. focus on the crowd. They're going to focus on one of these signs. We love Jordan, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something. Or they're going to it's a play on words on uh, on Jordan Love. So that brings us to the Sunday afternoon game. It's on NBC. It's Tampa Bay at Detroit. Now, this one has a weird wrinkle because if the Packers should happen to beat the 49ers, Lions would have home field for the next for the if they win. Or the Bucks would have home field right. if they win, which yeah. is really weird. Um the, the so there's so many weird things about this game. Um, first of all, it's at three o'clock Eastern time. We never get games at three o'clock. So it's two o'clock, uh, central. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We never get games at that time. The, for the playoffs though, they always push them back a little bit. They always adjust it yeah, so cause... they can get them. Yeah. But 
three o'clock is such a weird time to start a game. Number four Buccaneers walk into the number three Lions Den uh, on NBC. Forty-eight and a half points is the spread. We get uh, Mike Tirico and Chris. Here's a guy, Collinsworth. Yeah, this is because it's this just four games. We're going to get every broadcast company's a game we're going to get all the good guys we're not going oh, to yeah. get a, a team gets gets the gets the reps no, no more that's I, all there is no more iron eagle for this for the season yeah and and it's espn and nbc when they got to their b crew it really it really was a big drop off quality wise because they just don't do a lot of games um what are your props oh, what, well what's the line on this one so the line is 48 and a half Couple couple mentions is uh, the Bucks are in the bottom third of every stat in the entire league. They sh- certainly didn't look like they were playing that way last night. But yeah, defense, offense, everything's in the bottom third of the league. What was the what was the, what was the over or yeah, the line? The line's forty eight and a half. I think I would take the over. Uh, Lions are second in passing, and they have the third overall offense in the league. I like David I'm, Montgomery. Former Chicago I'm de- Bear. I'm definitely taking Lions over. I really hate to say that because our boy Baker is he's coming so on. Do, 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 just make sure we have we have a plenty of crack animal crackers and a juice box in case something happens. You know, he, um, and I'm I'm not going to be upset either way. This game ends. Uh, the Lions have proven what they had to prove. They have a team that is going to come into next year regardless. I know Lions fans right now, it's Super Bowl or bust for them. They, they, they have a Cinderella story that they want to accomplish. But I'm also looking at Baker's story, and I'm looking at people like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, the guys that have stayed on Tampa forever, and they that's their franchise. Like, they don't want to leave. They don't want to leave, and, and if, if they... I don't think at this point in time the Bucks are going to do a lot of blowing up anyway because they weren't expected to get this far. No, but I mean, either way, I'm I'm very happy with the turnout. I, I mean, I would love to see Detroit um, move forward just because they've worked so hard to get that number three seed, and they are the top seed if uh, San Francisco falls mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, we matter of fact, next week because we only have the two games to talk about next week, we may be joined on the phone by. Uh, Chris Bratchett, my coworker, who's who's a huge Detroit fan, so that might happen. So you know, it might not happen if Tampa wins. Is what it, you're saying? That might not happen if Tampa wins. Matter of fact, I might not see Chris <laughs> next week if Tampa wins. If Tampa wins, we may have to do a suicide watch on him. You know, I'm I'm very excited for the people of Detroit right now, um, but I'm also very excited for Baker Mayfield. And I mean, Tampa won a Super Bowl uh, 2021. There's is, there's is more recent. Yeah, you've. You've got and they, and they won it with my boy. So I mean, yeah. you know, after he moved on from New England, which is, but it was a COVID year, so I don't know how much that actually counts. There was no fans in the stands for most of the year. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be upset either way, but I kind of just want to see the lines. I, I think there's more in the future for Baker. I think Baker's proven himself on a minimal contract. I think he can have a really great year he next gam- year. He gambled on and himself and he won. I just. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's one of those things where I don't really have a horse in the race, but uh, I, I love both of their stories. Um, I've got lions over. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at too. Lions over. Realistically, I think the lions have the better team. Uh, the Buccaneers team that we saw against the Eagles last night, I don't think we're going to see again. You think that was a fluke, huh? 
I just, I don't know, compared to the Panthers game the week before, it was so stagnant. Um, well, yeah, I just, I, I was texting you, was it last night or I think it was last night? Cause there was some point where even though Baker was playing really well, it was like, Oh my God, this game is taking forever. Oh yeah. The second half took on forever. And, and first half flew by and it's, second, it's not or like second, were, second quarter. Sorry. It, it's not like there was a lot of flags cause penalties can slow a game down. There wasn't no, there a lot. was a there was a lot of commercial breaks in the second yeah. quarter for some reason. It was it was, yeah. like, it was ridiculous. And I remember texting you and and my 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 buddy Chris, and I was like, "Is this game taking a long time, or is it just me?" And it wasn't just me. Um, so that brings us to our last game that Sunday night that's on CBS. We're going to wait. Get... We got props first. Oh, we got props. I'm sorry, you're we right. Got props. We got props. Um, so this is a little bit controversial. I mean, you guys can have a talk about this around the water cooler. M and M sightings. Oh, you're gonna get you're gonna get at least two. I got four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. I, yeah. And funny. I think it'll be like two because he's just he's always wearing a hoodie. He's well, not he's, like out in a booth or anything. He's just amongst the like yeah he's he's regular not, people. He's not a prima donna. He's a regular guy. So. And I hope we get to see the coin toss because um, I feel like the Lions are gonna pull out all the stops for this game because it's their second hosting game. Think we're gonna see Barry, uh, think we're gonna see Barry out there for the the honorary captain. I think we're gonna see Barry Sanders or Megatron for the coin toss, or both, or both. If both would be amazing, so I have that at zero point five. So it either happens or it doesn't. Um, I have to throw it out there again this week because um, Aiden Hutchison of Lions is such a beast um, for like an edge rusher. Baker dies and gets reincarnated again <laughs> this week um, because I had to bring it back. Um, he's going to get hit hard and he's going to pop up like the Undertaker uh, one and a half times. Okay, that's, and then that's fair. Uh, we are in Detroit, but I believe we will see pirates in the crowd. People dressed up as pirates. Yeah, four four and a half people. Yeah, there's gonna be somebody up there that, that made the trip or they're from so Detroit. If you, and see, they went if home, you yeah. see more than four and a half people dressed as pirates, five a group of five people in one shot count is the over. That's, so yeah. That, that's a good that, that's a good call, I think. That's that, a good call. That, that's a prop bet for this week. We can move on to the next game. That brings us to Sunday night, CBS. So we're gonna get uh, the um gonna get your guy, former Dallas Cowboy. Doing his doing his incredibly biased color commentary on oh, CBS. Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Jim Nance and Tony Romo. That's right. And I'm I don't I don't dislike Tony, but I, he's 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 a little biased. Um, and oh my God, can those two be more in love with each other? Oh, I love you, my friend. I love you, my friend. I love you, my friend. You're the best, my friend. You're the best, my friend. Oh, fucking game long. It's like, come on, just can you get back to the football shit here? Oh, Jim Nance might get a little jealous this week. He's because uh, Tony Romo's going to have Mahomes and fucking uh, uh, Allen's balls in his mouth yeah, all night. That's right. Uh, like, like he loves both those quarterbacks. He's like, oh, Mahomes can't do any wrong. Josh Allen is the best quarterback. Oh, what are you going to say this week, Tony? Tony, are you, are you cupping their balls while you're, while you're doing? Yeah, you he's know? he's <laughs> double Dutch rudder. Oh my God! Like he just loves those guys. He does. Like, I he don't does. know how he's going to decide which one he likes better. And so this, that's that's interesting. This this is Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game, but it's against, in in my my, my humble opinion, the Chiefs Bills games for the last what three 
four seasons have been the best playoff games going on. I've yeah, so we had the shootout two years ago. Yeah. Um, which was like every two minutes there was a score. Yeah. It was, was like crazy. It was yeah, it was insane. And then we had a defensive game. Mm-hmm. But oh, that was that, that was good too. That was the one that after the injury for the the Bills players, so everything was kind of up in the air. They they kind of messed with seating a little bit. And they, they the Bills honestly probably should have played at home last year, but because of the they had to forfeit a game because the guy got hurt and they didn't finish the game and it affected their winning percentage and affected their seating and all that. So I think well, I, be... I feel so I feel worse about the Bengals in that game because they didn't get to complete their game and they could have taken the number one seat away from from the Chiefs. Yeah, The Chiefs, because they had a game in hand on them, they beat the Chiefs earlier in the season. If they beat Buffalo, they would have been automatically the number one seed. So they got screwed yeah. more than. Yeah, the bill, the Bills and, and, and the Bengals both got screwed out of that. So Buffalo that was... keeps screwing up games for the entire league for some reason. It's 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 cold in Buffalo. What else are you going to do, man? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, so both these teams rank top 10 in every category, in most categories. I won't say every category, but if you look at, uh, you know, rushing yards, rushing defense, passing yards, passing defense, they're top 10, both of them. Is this uh, is this a case like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady? Does Josh need to get past Kansas City to get the recognition a lot of people think he deserves? Is 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 there that much on the line here? I think I think Josh needs to play a game that just like he played yesterday. He needs to be flawless. He can't throw a pick, and he needs to prove that he's the guy in Buffalo. Uh, when they were six and six, he turned it around. He carried that team on his shoulders, and, I mean, it's not just all him. Uh, James Cook turned it on. They got their run game going um, when, you know, Allen was playing hero ball, and he put the team on his shoulders. They changed their coordinator, and James Cook was like, I'm here for you, bro, and he's just a force to be reckoned with. He makes his brother Dalvin looks like yesterday's news, and he technically is yesterday's news, but yeah, um, like that guy was the running back, and now his younger brother's doing the same thing that he was doing. So, I mean, there is a shelf life on running backs. Um, the, also to mention, Bills are fourth in offense in the league, and the Chiefs have the second-ranked defense, so there's that too. Well, and 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 it's it's Stefan Diggs has not he hasn't been as active the last what two months. He's just kind of like fallen off a little bit. The guy's double and triple covered every. They know he can catch a ball. Everybody's covering him, yeah. and like it's a dumb play to like throw it into double and triple coverage because then you're going to turn into well, that's, old Josh Allen. That, new Josh Allen's here right now. I was going to say that's why Josh had so many turnovers. He's thrown into yeah. double and triple coverage. What's he, the line? The line is 46 and a half, and I actually took Bills over. 46 and a half. Yeah, I'm taking that over too. So we're both going the same way here. Now the props on this are going to be interesting. What do you got? I got uh, I got to go back to uh, Tay-Tay again. Um, sure, because. You know she's gonna be there. She's she's going to the finest motel in, in all of all of Buffalo. It's a motel six by the lakefront, <laughs> you know. <laughs> They'll leave the light on. Um, 
She's going to say Six. she's going to say to Travis, "I'm just going to sleep in the plane. It's much nicer in the plane." <laughs> I went uh, I went a lot lighter this week. I had eight and a half last week. She was spotted twelve times. I went with six and a half because I do not believe she's going to be seen in Buffalo as much. Yeah, as much. Yeah. And the broadcast has changed to CBS versus NBC. Yep, yep, yep. Um, also, to add to that, another prop bet that kind of includes it is that Romo, Romo will refuse to acknowledge Taylor Swift 0.5. So he either acknowledges her or he doesn't. He's like, oh, look at all the... Like last time she was on the screen, he was like, oh, and everybody's happy and all the friends are happy and he didn't say didn't her say name. name. Yeah, no, no. I think he was mad because she's getting more more attention than, than Tony's beloved Dolly Parton. <laughs> but I got a, I got a, I got a, a lot of prop bets for this one because I know there's a lot of Buffalo fans, and I mean this is probably going to be the game of the week to be honest. Um, B roll of chicken wings between the commercial breaks and stuff. I think we're going to see a lot of chicken wings being in Buffalo three and a half times. That's fair. That's fair. And then uh, my last one, which is probably my favorite because uh, it's an organic one. It was between a, a friend of mine um, who is a listener of the show, uh, Tyler. Thank you very much. We had a conversation about prop bets and Buffalo. And he says, uh, what would be your line on shirtless Buffalo fans? And I said, eh, about six and a half. Yeah, He's like, that's, that's fair. There was, there, was, there was two of them when they were shoveling snow. So the argument was, um, he 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 sees that as fair because uh, he could see a group of four or five of them showing up at once. So six and a half is a fun line. Um, it's also going to be a lot warmer there this week than it was uh, in the previous game. Like it's actually supposed to, the temperature is supposed to go up about ten or fifteen degrees. It's going to be above three, uh, above zero. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's actually going to be more beneficial for shirtless guys. Uh, so six and a half. Oh, by the way, uh, Tyler, who did mention that, um, he makes some awesome 3D um, football memorabilia, like wall plaques and stuff with their stadiums and things. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, all LED lit and stuff. And um, I will actually drop a link in our uh, on our Facebook page for you guys to check that out. But the, he does all the teams. He's got uh, he's got a Buffalo one. He's got. Uh, Miami, I've seen Green Bay, I've seen the Lions. So by the way, Watch boys and girls, by the way, we do have a Facebook page, straight off the couch Facebook group. Go 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 go. Yeah, so follow that if you're not following that. And then I'll I'll link you to Elliot Laser Creations, who makes all these awesome 3D prints for the football peeps. And yeah, like uh I, I love interacting. So if you ever want to interact with us, um you can interact on our Facebook page. Terry You've got... Uh, I have phone capabilities if you want to call us on Facebook Messenger or, you know, shoot us your phone number and call you on a regular phone. But, yeah, we can take phone calls while we're doing the show. So that's not a problem. If you want to do that, you're more than welcome to join us. Just give us a heads up. Shoot us a message. You can find me at T-R-E-M-U-P on Twitter, or X, I should say. Yeah, and I am Adam off the couch on X, or, you know, hit us up on, uh, on the, the Book of Faces. The Book of Faces. That is if you're not one of the millions of people who, who have been banned from there, you know. You, you, said, you said something <laughs> too political and they took you off the air. So that's it for us this week. It's podcast number three, divisional playoffs. After this weekend, then we're into the championship round, so only two games. 
things are heating up and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Thank you very much, Adam, for this, for your time and for doing this. It's been fun. We're not done yet, though. Boys, nope. boys and girls, make sure you download us. We're available on Apple Music. We're on Google Music. We're on we're on uh, Spotify. Spotify is probably the easiest place to find us. Um, otherwise, anything else to add, Adam? Well, we got, you know, we're on the Apple Music, the Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Um, you know, the episodes are only going to get shorter because we're getting less and less games every week. So, you know, enjoy the long ones while you can, guys. Um, I love doing this every week with you, Terry. Appreciate you, buddy. It's a lot of fun. Um, appreciate all of you listening as well. So hit us up if you want to talk about stuff. We love talking football, as you can tell. And for my broadcast partner, Adam Whitehall, I am, of course, Terry. I'm up, Terry. Everybody, be safe. God bless.